Buenos días. Buenos días, Covenant. Good morning, Covenant. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Darío Vargas. I'm one of the pastors here at Covenant, and I lead the Hispanic services. And I'm grateful to be here to, to teach to you and to as well share the word of God. We are going to complete the series of the book of Jonah. And we are right now, we are going to study chapter number four. So we're going to read uh, from the verses number one to 11. I'm going to use the new international version. You can take your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, you can follow out on the screen. But to Jonah, this seemed very grown, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounded in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, but it's better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, it is right to you to be angry. Jonah had gone out and sat down and a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in his shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leaf to plant, and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered it. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die, and he said, it will be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, it is right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. I am so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant. Though you did not tend it or make it grow. It is sprang overnight and died overnight. And I should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there were more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? This is the word of God for the people of God. I invite you to pray with me, please. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to learn from the book, the final chapter, the book of Jonah. And I'm asking, Lord, to be present with us. We want to feel your presence and also receive the message that you have for us in, in, in today's sermon. I know, Lord, that you are always giving us something to learn I'm asking, Lord, that my words will provide a message to each of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got to look at the right after I moved from my country, Colombia, to here to the United States. I started visiting different places in the United States, different cities for vacation. So we went to different cities, and every time, usually every time that I go, that happened to you as well. Somebody says, hey, guys, where are you coming from? Where are you visiting us from? 
and my, my family, composed of my wife, Annie, and uh, three children. I have two in college, Andres and Carolina, one in high school, Juana. They respond immediately. Oh, we are from Texas, Houston. Houston, Texas, Spring, Texas. And I always, when I have the opportunity, I say, but let me tell you, originally we were from Bogota, Colombia, South America. And I wanted always to say that. And my kids say, why? Why that? You always say that. They don't ask him, where are you were born? They don't ask him your nationality. They ask him, where are you coming from? They ask him, where are you visiting from? But the reason why I said it is because I was so proud to be Colombian. I was so proud to be able to live 21 years ago my country. Because my country 21 years ago was having a very difficult time in Colombia. There were basically two wars at the same time. There were violence because they were drug dealers and also because they were guerrillas. And I feel so proud to be able to, my, by, by my profession, by my work in Compact Computer Corporation, to come to Houston. I was so proud to be able to have a good salary. I was so proud to be able to have a visa, a residence visa, and then later to get my, res my, my citizenship. I was so proud that I wanted to be also the best Colombian-American you can imagine. I even tried to reduce my accent and I speak English without accent. And you know what I did? In the community college, you can find classes to reduce your accent if you want. Yes, you can do that. You can go. And I went. I take several classes. And let me tell you, I lost that money. I lost that money. <laughs> I'm still having problems communicating. You can ask him this stuff at Covenant here. Anyway, but... But the point is that I was so proud of myself that I was like, I was like Jonah. And this is what I want to tell you. And this is what the Lord put in this particular message today. Because Pastor Zach did a great uh, preaching last week. He explained us the chapter 3, what happened with Jonah. Remember, Jonah was relieved from the fish. And finally, he was able to preach to the Ninevehs. And they, they repent. There was a church sermon, and they repent. They stopped doing evil things, and they basically changed their ways, and God forgave them. God didn't destroy them. It was a great way to finish, if you think about it. So the book of Jonah could have finished right there in chapter number 3. The, the, the last verse I will say will be said something that will be nice to say something. And Jonah returned to his country rejoicing. That would be a good that would be a good ending of the book in chapter 3. But that is not what I hear. What we hear is in chapter 4, verse 1, that Jonah was angry. She was, he was mad. He was angry. He said, this is wrong, God. Why you could be angry when you do your job? I'm asking you, what about when you get a promotion in your work? Did you get angry? Or with somebody, for example, a painting is, is going to receive the news that his painting, his work is going to be, go to be presented in the, next, in the next exhibition. Or myself as a preacher, imagine now at 1230 that I preach in Spanish and full of Latinos here from Creekside and they come and they repent and they say, I'm tired to live my life. I need a savior. I need really God to come to my life because it's difficult to live this life. And they repent. I would be so happy to be able to see that. 
I will not be angry. But Jonah was angry. Why he was angry? And we can read it, the response very clearly in the verse number two. Jonah made a prayer in verse number two, and we are going to read it together. He prayed to the Lord, is in this that I said, Lord, that when I was still at home, that I was, that is what I tried to forestall by, uh, forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abundant in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. calamity. He revealed the reason why he was mad. The reason why he was mad because God is full of mercy and compassion and love. He uses the verses from the uh, from, from the from uh, from sorry from Joel from Joel. He using verses from Joel and from the Old Testament to make his case and explain to God and say, "I don't get it. I knew you were saving. I knew you were going to save them because you are full of love, and I don't agree." In a way, he was saying, God, I do not know how your love operates. I really don't know. I'm really lost here. How come you save them? See, they are the enemies of our, your people, the Israelites. They are very violent. They kill us. How come you save it? In a way, he was explaining that. He was explaining that. And I do believe when we read and study again, that he was proud of his heritage. Very proud of his heritage. And the reason is, if you come back to the first chapter, remember when Jonah was on the boat. He was in the middle of the storm that God provided and sent. And he was so, everybody was so scared because they realized this storm is not natural. This storm is a divine storm. We, somebody has to have seen to be able to have that kind of a storm. So, and Jonah was sleeping, remember, on the deck of the boat. And they start asking everybody who, who's seen, and they start asking, basically looking and asking questions to who was that person. They found Jonah sleeping, and it, it, they start asking questions about what kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? Where, from what people are you? And Jonah replied, I am a Hebrew. I am a Hebrew. I also worship God of the universe. But his, his first response was, I am a Hebrew. And that's it. It's like you presenting your ID and saying, I am a Hebrew. Don't ask me questions. You got it. Whatever you see here, I am a Hebrew. I don't need to explain to you why I'm here. I am a hero. He was proud of his heritage. He was very proud. And I was thinking about, Jonah could at that particular moment say to the sailors, do you know what? Let's get back. I'm a hero. I am a prophet of God. And I need to preach to the Nineveh. Let's get back. Send me short and I will go and I will preach and I will do my work. That, he didn't say that. He was very proud to be a Hebrew, an Israelite. And then he said, it's better for me to die. And God asked, it is right for you to be angry? 
What a powerful question. It is right for you to be angry? How many times we feel so proud of our Christianity and we found that our neighbor perhaps is an atheist or is a Muslim and we start saying those people. Or you are so proud of your accomplishments in your profession because you were able to study, get a master's degree, have a very good position, and you find somebody who were not able to study because doesn't have the skills maybe on the opportunity. And you say, those people? Oh, what about political views? You have your political view, and you hear somebody who is against your political view, and you say, those people, and you get angry. Or what about if you speak in English? You hear somebody who speaks in another language, and you say, those people, and you get angry. It is right for you to be angry. Let's think about it. The next time we get angry, it is right for me to be angry. But the good news is that Lord, the Lord, he loves us. He's always in the business of transformation. He's always working on you to be able to show you who you are at that particular moment. Always. He's always providing something that if you allow to see it, you're going to see that he's working and show you who you are at that particular moment. And that's what we're going to see in the rest of the, of, of the book, of the chapter, sorry, of chapter 4. He's always working. So what, what did he say? What did he say when we continue this story? He said he, he didn't answer the, are you, are, are you, are you, you have the right to be angry, and he didn't respond that one. You know what he did? He didn't respond. He went across the city. He went to the hill, up in the hill maybe, to be able to see the Nineveh, to be able to see everybody, because he wanted to see what happened to the, to the city. In a way, he was waiting and saying, you know, God, I am right, you are wrong. These people are going to sin again, and then you have to destroy them. So he created also a shelter because it was too hot and humid. And let me tell you, Nineveh is in Iraq. It's today Iraq. The average temperature in Iraq is between 110 and 120 Fahrenheit. So he created his own shelter to just rest and stay there. And God started working. And I see it when I'm talking about transformation. The best example I can tell you and think about it is, is, is an onion. You know, an onion, probably you heard this illustration. An onion has very different layers. So he starts pulling out layer by layer to show who you really are. There we go. God provides a lifty plan with red. So he was, God he was giving a very good shelter, probably the one that like Jonah created was not strong enough for the heat. So he, God provided a lifty plan to cover. And we read he was very, very happy. He was very happy. And I guess, I guess at that moment, Jonah probably was saying, okay, God, we are in the same page. We are going to the same page. Why? Because you built this for me just to see what's going to happen to the city. Good. We are going to the same page. But that doesn't look too much. Why? Because at the following day, at the, at the dawn, basically, when, when the sun rises, what's happened? He provided a warm, a warm to destroy the plant. 
And then he provides that wing that comes from the, from, from the east, uh, and, we read, and we read about this particular wing. It's a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. And let me tell you, the scholars, I was doing some research, the scholars saying that this wind is called Sirocco. And this particular wind is experienced in the Near East. And what's happening is when they come, the temperature rises dramatically and the humidity drops quickly. And I'm going to read what they say. It's a constant, extremely hot wind that contains positive ions, that it affects the level of serotonin, another brain neurotransmitter, causing exhaustion, depression, feelings of reality, and occasionally bizarre behavior. All of these Jonah was feeling at that particular moment. And again, Jonah says, it will be better for me to die than to live. And God asks again the question, it is right, this time very specific. For you to be angry about the plan? It is, he said. I am so angry and I wish I were dead. At that point, we know how Jonah is really. Jonah is not only proud of his heritage. He gets angry as well when he feels not comfortable. He was proud and also selfish, both. He was really selfish, me, me, me. He didn't realize all the mercy, all the love that God provides to him to be able to save him from, from, from providing the fish. He didn't realize what's happened to the sailors, that they were also converted. He didn't realize that God gave him a second opportunity to preach, to become a prophet. Go, obey me, go there. No, he thought his grace was exclusive. He got his grace was like a club. Do you belong to the club? You receive God, you receive mercy, you receive love. If you don't belong to the club, you don't do it. He was not only proud, but also selfish. He has really a different kind of master. His own master. And God said it in the verse number 10. He said, you were concerned about this plan. A plan that you didn't create it. You didn't grow it. I did. And you, and you were concerned with 120,000 people that are spiritually lost. You don't care about them. He was showing to Jonah who really he was. When he was angry, when he was happy, that he has another master. And that's happened to me. After so many years of working, my profession became my God, really. And I noticed that I was start feeling on, on really, I was feeling desperate. I was feeling that it's so difficult to live and to be able to, to be the kingdom of my life all the time. I feel without purpose, and I start asking questions. I was Christian, but I start asking questions. I need to apply the gospel to my life. And I will start looking for responses and praying. And I took some classes in spiritual formation, and I found out that I need to work in my proudness. And to be able to work in my proudness, I need to become humble. But I learned that you don't 
try to become humble, because if you try to become humble, you become proud of your humility. What you need to do is train. It's train, training. And Paul says all the time, put the old of you and get the new. Train is an activity. You need to start training all the time to be humble. How? And I found that the spiritual discipline of serving is the one that I need. Because the spiritual disciplines help us in the areas where we need something to be corrected. Either prayer, fasting, solitude, silence. For me, it was serving. I received that strong invitation for serve. And you know what's happening when you serve the Lord? When you serve the Lord, you start dying a little bit. You serve, and what's happening is the kingdom of heaven take over your own kingdom. And then you become, you cannot judge anybody when you're really serving. And you start seeing miracles. You start seeing miracles and the power of God. God at work every time that you serve. God is working and transforming you. And you're receiving grace and love. And you become little by little. It's a process. And that's what's happened to me. We don't know how Jonah responds. It's like the older son in the prodigal son. In the prodigal example, parable of, of Jesus Christ. We don't know. But this is the invitation to you. We don't know how Jonah responds, but it's invitation to you. To become a servant of Jesus Christ. Serving him in whatever you do right now. As a father, mother, maybe mom, maybe husband and wife, sorry, maybe employee, maybe the owner of your own company, that you start serving the Lord and die a little bit every time. For example, living today, those parents, those fathers, maybe die a little bit and don't watch the game tonight. And instead of that one, Go and play with your kids. Or maybe invite your wife or your your husband and go to a date together. Or maybe next weekend, you start waking up a little bit more earlier and dying to yourself and don't sleep more and go and pray. Pray for you, pray for your family. Or maybe, maybe start dying to yourself in your work. And you start talking to somebody who needs to hear the gospel. And, and tell them and give them the encouragement and pray for them. Or may need, may need serving and having a little death and serving the church. And there are plenty of opportunities in this church that you can help. Like the ESL, for example, we still need volunteers to teach English as a second language here that we want to start in, in one month. So this is also an invitation to do it. And every time you serve, there's going to be a transformation again. Little by little, you start to experience the kingdom of heavens, the kingdom of God, and realize that this an un- when you live there, it's an unshakable kingdom, and you get transformed little by little. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for 
all what you do for us, all of those transformations and all those steps and all the, that that you provide to us that we changes little by little. I'm asking Lord that uh, that these messages resonate with with each of us, so we're becoming whatever we do, a servant of you, Lord. I'm asking all of this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>